0: Let us now uh, turn our attention to the Word of God, and we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter number 18, beginning at verse number 15. When you see it or have found it, please stand. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses." If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. As the Holy Spirit will guide on this uh, day, I want to uh, share from the thought Turn it over to Jesus. Let us pray. God, not my will, but your will be done. Not my sermon, but your sermon preached to and through me. God, move me out of the way so that you can step to the forefront in an empty vessel. And let your word, oh God, Go forth and not return to you, void. So may the words of my mouth, but the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our strength and our holy redeemer. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Turn it over to Jesus. Those of you who try to remember something I've said have may recall I spoke of the late Reverend Donald Adams. Reverend Adams was my pastor when I was a little boy, and he introduced me to Jesus. At a young age, I, and, I, and I, that was the age when I, you sit on the front row so the person who brought you to church could see you from the qual off if they sang. That's how young I was. At the age where you would do like Stevie Wonder, trade your money for candy after church. That's how young I was. But when preaching came, while all the other kids were making noise. Reverend Adams had a way that I couldn't wait to hear him tell me the good news as a boy. But he also introduced me to something else. He introduced me to this 20th verse of Matthew. And, and uh, Reverend Adams, as I became, grew up and became a candidate for ministry, would create things, events, so that his son could come preach. One of the things that he invented uh, so that I could preach was he took a page from TV and he did a Saturday night live. And I was to be the preacher. The youth choir from our home church was to sing. And we were going to have Saturday night live at 7 p.m. We arrived at the church at about 645, the bus that my father was driving at the time. Had about 12 young people. Walked in the church. There was nobody standing there but Reverend Adams. So we decided to sit in the office and have conversation. While having conversation, we looked out at 7 o'clock. There was nobody in the congregation but the choir and my father. Reverend Adams said, well, let's wait a few minutes to see if somebody's going to come. So while we're sitting there about 7.15, 7.20, nobody's there. I look out and I see the kids, and, they, and I'm thinking like they're thinking, we might as well go on home. Ain't going to be no Saturday night live. I sit down in the office waiting for Reverend Adams to say, I'm sorry, son, or something like that, but we'll, we'll call it a day and we'll fix it up. He looks at me and he says, well, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, <laughs> there he is. And, and and I wasn't happy about that. Some it wasn't working for me. Got into Wesley School of Theology. My church history professor cited this verse and the, the malpractice that we use it for. He says what he says, when when I hear this verse recited in church, we misuse it. We always want to cite this verse when attendance is poor and when, when we're discouraged by the outcome. He said, but when you read this text in context, this has nothing to do with church attendance. It's dealing with conflict in the church. And, 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 and it's good to know, he said, it's all about how to deal with conflict in the church and Jesus speaking. And, and, and it's good to hear that because it's important that you and I understand that conflict is not something that passes by, it is in God's house. That that God's church has some disagreements in the pew and from pulpit to pew. There there is conflict in the church. Charles Spurgeon said it this way, if by chance you find the perfect church, do not attend because it won't be perfect anymore. And and let me me be clear, there's a difference between conflict and preference because preference ain't always conflict Because, because conflict is clear what it is here. And oftentimes, we create conflict over preference, and it has nothing to do with God being in it. It, So what? The preacher preached too loud and preached too long. That's a preference, but that's not a conflict. So what if the choir sings too many songs? That's a preference. There ain't a conflict. So what if her dress is kind of skimmy and he kind of thuggish? That's your preference and opinion. That's not conflict. But when you're dealing with conflict in the church, he's very clear. He says if a member sin against you, conflict is when what you've done not only offends a person, but it also teed God off too. Because when he talked about sin, he says conflict is when the offender in what they did not only hurt you, but they also hurt God. That's conflict. When you have made member and God mad, that's what he's talking about. He says, and when you get to that point, there's a systematic way that you deal with it. First, talk to them. He said, this, this might be simple, but we're going somewhere. When you got problems with someone who has sinned against you, one-on-one, talk to them. Now, let me make this clear. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. First, it says, don't talk about them. See, talk about them for, and, and I ain't trying to be sexist, but if you're a woman, it usually sounds like this, child. That, that means when child is going out, and, and, and he said, no, you don't, that's, that's talking about them. That doesn't resolve it. And, and the, or if it's a brother, it starts like this. You're not going to believe what that, because now you're about to talk about folk. And that's how, that's how a, 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 a scar becomes a wound and a mole here becomes a mountain because instead of you going right to the horse, you decided to put it out and just talk all around them and talk about it. He said, no, I ain't tell you to talk about them. He said, the other thing when you do it, when you, when you get to this first system, don't talk at don't, them. Talk at them is when you go like this. Your problem is you lie too much, you cheat too much, you drink too much, you lay around too much. You ain't got to tell nobody about their sin. We know our sin better than you know. We even know some that you don't know. Don't be talking at them. I'm trying to preach here. He says, but when your brother or sister, your member has sinned against you, go on and talk to them. Now here where it gets deep. How you talk to them. Has no definition of tender, of tenor and texture. Because you can't talk to everybody the same way about their mess. How you talk to them is based on what you're trying to get, get what you're trying to happen, have happen. You're trying to get them back into the fold. So when you talk to the person who is sin, you have to speak their language. You can't just walk, you need to practice that speech. Jesus proved that when Jesus was walking down the road and he saw the tax collector in the tree. He didn't just talk to him any kind of way. He made it personal and called him by name, Zacchaeus, because that's how he had to talk to Zacchaeus. When he got to the woman at the well, he didn't talk to her and condemn her, but he spoke with her in compassion. He said, if you knew the water that I had to offer, you would ask me for a drink of this. I'm trying to help somebody right here. And when he got to Nicodemus at midnight, he couldn't talk to Nicodemus the way he would talk to others, but Nicodemus was a ruler, so he had to speak to him theologically. He says, you must be born again. And when he got to the woman who was caught in adultery, he had to speak merciful to her. He said, is there anyone left that condemned you? She said, no. He said, then I won't either. Go and sin no more. What I'm trying to tell you, when you talk to some folk, you got to talk to them in their language so they'll understand that it's God speaking through you and not you speaking to them. Preach with. He said and if you get it, you gain them. But if that doesn't work, take them. <laughs> talk. If talk don't work, then take them. Take them where? Take them to two or three people. Get yourself some witnesses. Now come on in here, because I like, I like this part. Ain't nothing new under the sun. I tell y'all that all the time. This is really where the intervention came from. When people are dealing with addiction, you got to have some witnesses to intervene to help the sinner know their faults. Am I, am I on it? Let, let me explain. Now, there's two reasons why you need a witness. One, when you're dealing with messed up folk, you need a witness To validate what you said in private. Because if you don't, and they don't want to change, they're going to lie on what you said. That's why I always tell people, if they tell you, Pastor said, bring them to the office. Because they might lie on you or me. So just bring them to the office and we'll talk about it that way. Here's the other one. But you also need a witness because sin is not segregated. That whatever sin has been committed to one, you done did it to somebody else. <laughs> that 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 if you're a liar, you didn't just lie to Larry, you lied to Sheila too. Think about it. You, you, you didn't just drop sin on one person. And, 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 and this is why sin has to be a re- act of repentance. And not just an act of I'm sorry to a person. Because if you say I'm sorry to a person, you're subjected to sin to someone else, the same sin. That's why an alcoholic cannot ever be a social drinker. They'll always be an alcoholic. You just can't be a big liar and then become a little liar. Because whatever that's why sin is often referred to as a stain. Because if you get a stain in your blouse, if you don't get it out, eventually it will become a permanent stain. But he says this time, if the one in one don't work, go and get yourself a couple of people to validate to the one that's in trouble that you not only did it to them, but you've also done it to me. To let them know that what they're doing is not just harming a few people but it's harming a whole lot of people. And that's why maybe you're not invited to the party. That's why they don't call you all the time. That, not because they don't like you, but your sin has disrupted their lives and they say, I can't deal with you. But every now and again, get yourself a few witnesses so you can bring somebody back. Hey, I'm going somewhere. And here's the big one. And if that don't work, Take it to the church. Now, I got a problem with this because th- I've seen this. I know this still happens in certain places. i witnessed it where, where they take them, take them before the church. Now, here's the problem I have with it. Sinner going to tell sinner if he can, if their sin can come into the church. Now, there's something wrong with that. Let, let, let me put it another way. It's like having, as the man said, it's like having the pimp pent- and the pusher, the pusher standing before the pimp, and the pimp going to let him know if he can come to church. You can't do that. And, and, and maybe this is where the Catholicism come from, the confession move, that you go in and you tell another sinner about your sin, and he's going to tell you you forgiven. And that's the problem with the church now. Too many sinners trying to tell other sinners how much sin they have and how much sin they don't have. That's why folks say they don't come to church judging us. Judge us by your sin quota. Preach well. <laughs> Ain't nobody else going to say amen. But, but let me tell you what, what, the, what the purpose of the church is. He says, take it to the church so that when... He says, if you talk to them and it doesn't work, if you take them to a few witnesses and it doesn't work, now you got to walk to the church because the mission of the church is to teach them. See, 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 the way you counteract sin in church is not to tell folk about all the mess they go they do, but to teach them about a God that's able. See, see, see. I, I when I, when 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 I come into church with all my dust and dirt. I don't need any more dirt on me. Put me in the blood and wash me. <laughs> Tell me what Jesus will do for my dirty stain. So so when you come, when they bring them to church, teach them about the God you serve, slow the anger, but quick to forgive teach them about the god we serve if you confess your sins before the lord he's just and righteous enough to forgive you Teach them about our God. That our God is full of grace. That wherever sin you committed, grace abounds even more. Come and tell them about the God we serve. You woke up this morning because he's the kind of God that seems to look beyond our faults and address our our needs. That people who are stained, when they come into this house, they don't need to hear about the stain. They know they're stained, but they need to be Washed in the goodness of the Lord. Preach with. Hello. I promise y'all I'm going somewhere. Woo. Watch it. He says, and if, if, if y'all can write your notes like this. If talking, taking, and teaching don't work, you're welcome to turn. This is my revelation, and I'm out of here. He says, <laughs> wait a minute. I, I, get myself together. <laughs> I, I call I call one of my pastors. I said, I, I got this, this thing burning on my chest so bad I had to get it off before I got here. And it's burning again. And usually when it gets too to start burning too much, I lose control before it's time. And so Lord selling me in. He says this. <laughs> if that don't, doesn't work. You can turn them away or turn them loose. Let them be as a Gentile or tax collector because in the Jewish traditions, Gentiles and tax collectors were considered hopeless and unsavable. Gentiles and tax collectors were the ones that You and I may have said of others, they ain't never been no good, they ain't going to ever get any good, and they won't mount to nothing. He says, when you get there, you are welcome to turn them loose. Be careful. But then he comes this way. But truly again, this is what I say. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Oh, help me, Lord. Everybody reads this differently, brethren. As if you and I have this authority to forgive sin. That's not what he's saying. He said, watch what he said. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Watch. We're talking about a sinner who needs forgiveness. If you read scripture, scripture says, blessed are the merciful. Those are the people who can forgive or who forgive. If you read in John, John says, how can you say you love God who you don't see and hate your brother or sister or who you do see? Y'all come on here. Watch what he says. And then it's here in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now this is what he's saying. If you cannot forgive your brother or sister for the little bit of sin they do to you on earth, then don't expect me to forgive the whole bunch of sins that you've committed unto me and heaven. Isn't that what the prodigal son said? Father, I've sinned against heaven and unto thee. So if you can't forgive them on earth, don't expect me to forgive you in heaven. That's why you can't walk around with a grudge on your shoulder talking about you a Christian. Hey, you better let that thing go because if you get to the gate, he's going to remember who you didn't forgive. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. Oh, that was heavy. He says, but... Here we go, and I'm done. He says... But before you turn them loose, let me give you some hope. We're two are agreeing. Anything that you ask in my name, my Father will do. Any person you can't deal with, if you turn them over to me, I'm trying to help somebody. He says, wait a minute, you can build up the crowd. Two can happen in prayer, but let's extend it. Where two or three are gathered in my name. Guess what? I'm still present. So before you turn somebody loose, I suggest you turn them over to Jesus because I'm still able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. Somebody should, somebody should be up with me right now because people threw you away, but somebody just turned you over to the Lord and the Lord A y'all stay right there. Don't move. Let me explain because y'all may get too. I don't want y'all to. I don't want y'all to get too much fire, but just a little bit. We were at dinner on yesterday, and just to show you how he works, my my, my oldest child came late, and you know she on that same thing that that this thing over here is where well, the best over here is on, and they in tilapia week. So so my wife. Before Ashley started doing this thing that I ain't ever going to do, don't ask me because I ain't trying to lose no weight. I don't want to maintain because a preacher needs his chicken. I don't fried, bake and turn to. I want the skin on it. I ain't got time to take no skin off. Saturated in ketchup and barbecue sauce and potato salad with mayonnaise in it. Yes, Lord. I don't run to lose weight. I run to eat all I can. That, I just want to put that out there just in case my wife start praying. And I'm going to tell you why. Here we go. Don't even ask me. Ask me the other day, you want to go to the gym with me? I went once. That's my quota. Yo, no, you gone, baby. I did not mind today. <laughs> why you gone? I'm eat a piece of cake. Brush my teeth. So I smell like crescent and not icing. Oh, let me stop. Come on back. Come on back, Tim. But we were sitting at the table for dinner. Here, here, come, here come Ashley. And um, Ashley is talking about how this, this thing to benefit her. And, um, but she, she prepared for her victory dinner. And, and, and she already told us where she wanted to go. And she, she, she got three desserts she want to try. She don't know which one to do. She's already making preparation. So my wife says to her, and I ain't going to mention it because, you know, you can have a relapse. So just in case she relapses, I don't want nobody to say nothing to her like, oh, you you not going back. So I'm going to leave that a secret. But my wife says to her daughter, our daughter, I hope you don't do this when you go back. My daughter said to her mother, my wife, I ain't never going back there. Now, here's the history. Because every time we go somewhere and Ashley would partake of this moment, my wife had to preach the sermon you know ain't good for you. And it would just take the flavor from the habit. But the more she preached, it seemed like the more Ashley would order. So finally, finally, I noticed she stopped preaching, and this is what she said. I've done all I can do, and I have turned it over to Jesus. When we were sitting at the table, my daughter said, I'll never do that again. And my wife said, the Lord still answers prayer I'm trying to tell you something you may have some people in your life that you have been trying to clean up all by yourself but if you turn it over to Jesus the Lord is still delivering what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus do I need to say it again what can wash away our sin nothing but the blood of Jesus Say it. Just in case you missed it, don't you give up on anyone. When you have come to the end of your rope, Jesus is still there. That's all I'm tra- That's the message. Notice again what he says. He says, you talk to him you take some witnesses with you and then you take it to some sinners church now when you find out they can't do it now remember me that's no difference than the Lord saying to us after you've done all you can you stand still and turn it over to me preach Wes that's a word that's a word you don't even have to tell the Lord that one the Lord told me that's a word because we got some folk that y'all been giving up, somebody gave up on you. And you might have somebody on the chopping block. On, don't you do that. Don't you do that. Give them to the Lord. What did that songwriter say? And Jesus will work it out. Give the Lord a hand praise it. Let us stand to our feet. So, so, so let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. And some of you are trying to work something out on your own. When The doors of the church are open. Is it possible God is saying to you, come on, turn it all over to me. Give the pastor your hand because I touch your heart. When the doors of the church are open, it's God's arms being open unto us. And he's, he's reciting his own word. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Come, not to the church. Come to the house of God where Jesus dwells. If that's your call. Don't worry about what folk are going to say. Be grateful and know what heaven is going to do. Angels are going to sing and shout. And a few saints in here are going to sing with the angels. Because we know how difficult the walk can be. But now many of us are on the other side and we know how rewarding the walk has turned out. The invitation is extended. If there's one who needs to come, come in Jesus' name. Heaven summons you today. Is there one? Is there one?